This mathematics literacy lesson is brought to you by the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education. Hi, my name is Sile S. Ngiti. I am going to be teaching you mathematical literacy. In this episode, we will cover financial maths. Well, financial maths is a very broad topic. So I will just highlight the few important sections in this topic. The first one will be VAT, which is under taxation, that is VAT. The first basic thing that you should be able to do in this section is you should be able to write VAT in full. Okay, so what is VAT in full? VAT in full stands for value added tax okay now that we know what is VAT in full the next thing is okay fine VAT is value added tax in full but what is it VAT or VAT is a kind of tax that is charged when you buy some goods or when you pay for some services and please note that I'm saying some goods and some services because it's not all the goods or all the services that are charged VAT. There are some items or some services that are VAT exempted, but we will reach that question in a moment. For now, let's go back. What is the VAT rate that we are currently using in South Africa? The VAT rate that we are currently using in South Africa is 15%. So should they ask you a question in an exam and not specify the VAT rate? So automatically the VAT rate that you are supposed to use is 15%. Okay? Now coming back to the question of VAT exempted items. What are some of those uh, items that are VAT exempted? Some of the items that are VAT exempted are maize meal, one, brown bread, number two. It's very important that you, you, be, you be specific on this one. Brown bread, not just any bread. And by the way, that's why you will notice that when you go to the shop to buy bread, normally the price of white bread is higher than the price of brown bread. Because on your white bread, there is VAT that has been imposed, which is making the price a little bit higher than that of the brown bread. And another VAT exempted item would be your raw vegetables your raw fruits well and many others and the next question which which by the way is a possible paper two kind of a question is now that we know that there are vet exempted items why are those items exempted in the first place the answer to that is very simple they are exempted because they are basic food items which are needed in every household. So to make it affordable to all the household in the country, government then decided that they should be exempted from 
VAT. Because remember, the moment you impose VAT on something, you are making it expensive. Therefore, which will make it unaffordable for some people. Okay, now let's go to the questions, or rather the calculations. There are four types of calculations here that you need to know as far as VAT is concerned. The first one is, is whereby you are going to be given a VAT exclusive price and you are asked to calculate VAT. That's the first one. The second one is whereby you will be given VAT exclusive price again, but this time you will be asked to calculate VAT inclusive price. The third one is when you are now going to be given VAT inclusive price and you are asked to calculate the price that was before VAT was added, which is VAT exclusive price. And then the last one will be whereby you will be given VAT inclusive price and you are asked to go back and calculate the VAT that has been added to that particular price. Before we embark on the calculations, let me clarify these two terms, VAT exclusive and VAT inclusive price. VAT exclusive price means the price before the VAT is added. VAT exclusive price means the price where the VAT has already been added, okay? The price that we normally get to see when you go to the store. Because the price that you see on the shelf there when you go to the store is a VAT inclusive price, okay? Because the VAT is already calculated and factored in into the selling price that the store used to sell their product. Let's do calculations. Let's say my calculator, its VAT exclusive price. So the price before VAT is 90 rands. And then the question now asks me to calculate the VAT that will be added on the price of this calculator. Remember, the price is, the VAT exclusive price is 90 rands. So how do I calculate VAT? Take the VAT rate which is 15% multiplied by the VAT exclusive price. So you will say 15 divided by 100 multiplied by 19. And you will get the answer in your calculator, which is 13,5. But remember here we are talking about money. You can write your answer as 13,5. The rule of thumb is every time you are writing money, you should always round to two decimal places. So even though in this case, in this case, the calculator will give you that in just did in comma five, it's your responsibility to say, no, I know I am calculating money here. Therefore, I am going to add a zero after a five to make it dead in rand 50 cent. Okay. It's a rule of thumb. When you're rounding money, rounded to two decimal places unless of course they have stated otherwise in that particular question because they may decide to state otherwise okay the second calculation we said will be where you are given vet exclusive price 
and you are asked to calculate VAT inclusive price. Well, let's use the same value. Let's say our VAT exclusive price is 90 rands. How do I calculate VAT inclusive price, the price with VAT now? It's very easy and there are different approaches. The first one being the longer one, where you will first start by calculating the VAT and then once you have VAT, you then take the VAT exclusive price, you add it with VAT to get the VAT inclusive price using the value of 90 rands as our VAT exclusive price. So we calculated our VAT, we said it's 13 rand 50 cent. So if you want a VAT inclusive price now, you will say 90, which is the VAT, the, the price before VAT, plus the VAT, which is 13 rand 50, and the sum of that will be 120 rand 50 cent. That is your VAT inclusive price. That's the first approach. However, if you don't want to do it the long way, well, you don't have to, you can do it the shorter way. You can always take, in this case, the VAT exclusive price, multiply it by 115 over 100. And if you do that, you will get the final answer straightforward without having to go via that addition step that we did with the first option. So if you take the VAT exclusive price times 115 over 100 straight, you get 103,5 or as you should express it, 103.50 cent. And again, don't forget your units. They are very important in MetzLit. Now let's go to this that type of a calculation that you can expect when it comes to VAT. That will be where you are given VAT inclusive price. You are asked now, we are going back now to calculate the price that was before the VAT is added. So what we normally call excluding VAT. So all you're supposed to do is take the VAT inclusive price that is given to you, multiply it by 100 over 115 okay let me say that again in this case you will take the vet inclusive price multiply it by 100 over 115 i hope you do see the difference when you are given a vet exclusive price and you want to add vet you multiply by 115 over 100 whereas when you are given a VAT inclusive price and you want to exclude VAT now, you multiply by 100 over 115. Okay? And then the last one we said is whereby you are given a VAT inclusive price and you are asked to calculate VAT. How do you do that? Okay? Well, the first thing that you may do here is you may start by taking the VAT inclusive price, exclude VAT to get the VAT exclusive price. Once you have the VAT inclusive price and the VAT exclusive price, you then take the two prices, subtract them to get the VAT. That's the first approach. However, there is another approach in this question. Another approach will be 
to say, take the VAT inclusive price, multiply by 15 over 115. If you do it that way, you will get the final answer straightforward without having to do the subtraction. Okay, let's continue. Let's take now the section on interest. Again, just like I, I did with the first section, you need to be able to define the concept interest. What is interest? Okay, well, there are so many ways of defining interest, obviously, depending on the context that is given in the exam. Say, for example, the scenario is at your school, the teachers have a stock fail. And in this stock fail, they put together a sum of, uh, they put together each 50 rands and then they put it at the bank to save it. And when they save it at the bank, they earn interest. And then the question comes and say, define the term interest in this context. What will be the most appropriate definition to give? Remember the definitions for interest. Interest can either mean the money that you earn on an investment or the money that you get charged when you take a loan. They are both correct, those definitions. However, looking at the scenario, you can't give the latter one. You can't give the definition that speaks to, to borrowing, whereas the scenario is about investing. Okay? It's very important that if they ask you to define the term interest, define it within the context. Okay? Secondly, we've got different types of interest. You have your compound interest. You have your simply interest. Okay, those are your two different types of interest that you should know. And, what, and you should know the differences between these two types of interest and how they are calculated. But maybe before we even embark on the calculations with regard to different types of interest. Another important concept here is the concept of interest rate. Let me say that again. Interest rate. Earlier on we spoke about interest and now we are speaking about interest rate. You know, learners have a tendency of confusing the two concepts or treating them as if they are synonyms. They are not. Interest is something else. Interest rate is something else. Interest will be the money that you earn on an investment or interest will be the money that you get charged for taking a loan in the form of a money in rents that is if it's in a South African context. However, when we talk of interest rate now, yes, we are still talking about that money that will earn on an investment, but now it's being expressed as a percentage. Okay, that part is very important. Interest rate, it's interest, but now being expressed as a percentage. Okay, 
One other thing that I need to emphasize here is the issue of formulas. I know in grade 9, when you do these calculations, there are some formulas that you use. And some of you that may have done pure maths before, there are some formulas that I used there. But I need to emphasize to you that in MathLit, we don't use any formula in calculating the calculations concerning interest. Please don't use those formulas. Because if you do, no matter how accurate, how correct your answer may be, but it will be marked wrong if you have used a formula in your calculation. So please stay away from those formulas. Well, we used to use it in MathLit also, but we have since phased it out. Okay, let's take a quick scenario. Let's say you are investing a sum of 1000 rands at a bank and the bank offers you 10% in a form of simply interest. You want to invest this 1000 rands for three years. Now the question is, how much interest are you going to earn? Quickly, what is our interest rate? Our interest rate is 10%. So take the interest rate, use it to calculate the interest. Since our interest rate is 10%, so you say 10 divided by 100, times the capital or the initial amount invested which is 1000 okay if you do the calculation 10% of 1000 rands is 100 rands so it means that you are going to earn an interest of 100 rands per year so now after a period of three years how much interest are you going to have you take that interest for one year, you multiply it by the number of years, you get 300 rands. That will be the interest that we'll get over a period of three years. By the way, why are we taking the interest for one year and multiplying it by three? Because we know in the context of simply interest, our interest is not going to change. Whatever we get as interest in the first year will be the interest in the second year and will be interest in the third year. Therefore, that's why we just take that 100, multiply it by the number of years. So now we know at the end of the third year, you will have accumulated interest of 300 rands. Well, the question may ask you to give the total amount of money that we will have then. So in calculating the total amount of money that you will have at the end, you need to take your initial amount, meaning the amount that you invested, plus the interest. So the amount in this case that was invested is 1000 rands, plus the interest is 300. So finally, the amount that you will have is 1300 that is in a case of simply interest okay but what if my scenario using the same scenario but now changing the t the form of interest what if you are investing 1000 rands and you are earning 10% interest compounded annually over a period of three years 
how much are you going to have at the end of three years so for the first year you will do as you did with the assembly interest you calculate 10 percent of 1000 which is 100 trends okay and then you take the initial amount the initial amount being 1000 rands you add it with 100 so at the end of the first year you'll have 1100 okay and then going forward to the second year that way it, it differs with the assembly interest for the second year and the third year you can't be adding 100 100 because in a case of a compound interest the interest is going to change for each and every year that we are investing why is it changing because remember from the second year going forward now your interest will be calculated based on your capital so the initial amount that you invested plus the interest that was accumulated in the previous period so in this case if you had 1100 at the end of the first year it means that then that going to the second year if you want to calculate the interest of the second year you are no longer using 1000 rands you are now using 1100 so you now calculate 10 percent of 1100 which will now make your interest 110 rands and please note something here the interest rate has not changed which is 10 percent however the interest has changed which is now 110 rands in the second year and it was 100 in the first year obviously because the amount that you are using to calculate interest now is not as the same as the amount that you were using for the first year so how much are you going to have at the end of the second year at the end of the second year you will have 110 which is the interest for the second year plus 1100 which is the balance of the first year so we'll now close the second year with 1210 rands that will be your closing balance for the second year and then going to the third year how do we calculate the interest for the third year again the interest rate has not changed it's still 10 percent okay so let's calculate 10 percent of the balance of the second year if you calculate 10 percent of the balance of the previous year which is the second year it will give you 121 rands okay so that will be the interest of the third year and then to get the final amount after three years you will have to take this 121 which is the interest for the third year add it with the balance of the second year which was 1210 so the final amount that you will have at the end of the third year is 1,381 rands. That will be your closing balance at the end of the third year. And I again, I think you will notice that as much as the same amount of money was invested in both scenarios, 
the same interest rate was used however your final amount will not be the same because we are using different types of interest in these two cases in the case of a compound interest the amount that we'll have at the end as the final value will be greater than the amount that you will have in a case of simply interest okay another section that i was i want to touch base on is the section on inflation just in one sentence if you understand the calculations concerning compound interest then you shouldn't have a problem when it comes to calculating inflation they are calculated the same way however one thing that i need to emphasize here is the definition of the concept again you may be asked to define this concept inflation what is the what is inflation inflation is the change in the price of the basket of food items or services over a period of time okay having said that as i run towards the conclusion let me touch base on financial documents well there are so many financial documents that you should have been exposed to in term one and one of those financial documents is the budget the other one is the income and expenditure statement the other one is the quotation the invoice the receipts the bank statement and many others i cannot count them all quickly let's talk about the budget i want to talk about the budget at the same time with income and expenditure statement because again learners have a tendency of confusing the two budget and income and expenditure statement they have got some similarities however they are different what is a budget a budget is a plan of how you intend using your money okay it's a plan of how you intend using your money so that's where you sit down and plan okay i have so much money and this is how i'm going to use it that is before you get it or before you use it however in an income and expenditure statement you you, you write it after you have used the money that's where you say okay i had this income this is how I spent it and now I am left with this amount of money that is if you are left with anything in the first place so basically the difference between the two will be the budget looks into the future whereas income and expenditure statement looks into the past it's what we have done already so that is a major difference between the two however what is common between the two financial documents is in a budget you will have a section that deals with income you will have a section that deals with expenses the same thing you will have in an income and expenditure statement quickly let me talk about a quotation what is a quotation a quotation will be that document that gives you an idea of how much a certain product 
will cost. When you go to the store, say hardware, you want to buy material, building material. Before you buy it, you ask them to give you an, a rough idea of how much it will cost you to buy whatever amount of material that you want to buy. We call that a quotation. Okay? And then invoice, that is, you get an invoice after you've decided, no, okay, I'm buying in this store, and then I will be buying these items. And then they invoice you to say this is how much you owe them. And then, lastly, a receipt. A receipt will be a proof that we have paid for certain items, okay? After paying for the items that you are purchasing, then you get given receipts. And then bank statement. I believe we all know bank statements. We've been exposed to bank statement. Different types for different types of accounts. You should be able to analyze it. Well, thank you all. My name is Sile Esngiti. And this has been a maths lead lesson on financial math this lesson is also available on the departmental app called kzn funda that mathematics literacy lesson was brought to you by the kwazulu natal department of education